welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. And if you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. The Enlighten Up podcast is a weekly show that provides an unconventional, refreshing spin on spirituality, where three friends and weekly guests share informative, fun, and sometimes off-the-wall conversations. Unlike others, we provide fringe and skeptical viewpoints on all topics, because the echo chamber can be a boring place from which to learn. Regardless of where you are on your spiritual journey, you'll find a place to fit in here. We invite you to grab a drink and listen in on our casual, entertaining, and hopefully enlightening conversation. If you're interested in supporting our podcast and helping us to continue to expand, produce, and enhance the show for our audience, please send your support to our PayPal account at info at or go to our website, enlightenup.us, and check out our t-shirt shop, where you can purchase attire that will allow you to express some spiritual humor. All profits go towards the show. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting us. And now let's jump right into the episode. Hi, everyone. This is Nicole, and I just wanted to give you all a quick announcement before we jump into today's episode. Last month in December, I was approached to in, be interviewed on Telomeres, and it was for this Ageless Beauty Video Summit. It's called Ageless Beauty, Healthy Body, Vibrant Mind, and Boundless Spirit, and it actually happens to be launching this very weekend on January 25th. My video is actually going live on Sunday, January 27th, and I have a complimentary ticket for each and every one of you to attend. You can register at the link in the show notes uh, of this episode, and it will get you instant access as well as notifications of when each video goes live. My video goes live on Sunday, and in it, I discuss how frequency and our emotions assist in the lengthening of our telomeres to reverse the aging process. If you remember back in February, we had Augie Nostan, and he discussed with us all of the different dietary things that you can do to lengthen your telomeres and reverse the aging process. It was a really interesting episode with lots of insight and knowledge, and while I just took it a little bit further and decided to talk about how the frequency of our emotions is tied into our telomere length. So if you are interested in watching that video as well as about 20 other videos that are going to be in this video summit, then please go click on the link in the show notes that will take you right to the website so that you can sign up and get notified and get instant free access. I hope you guys enjoy it and I hope you guys find the information helpful, but that's all for now. So let's jump right into today's episode and find out what all of the waves of light guests had to share with us at Enlighten Up. All right, welcome everyone. This is Enlighten Up and I'm here with Lisa and Brian and a ton of beautiful souls at our Waves of Light Conscious Conference at Sea. We are recording this podcast on the cruise ship and we have, gosh, we have about 20, 25 people here with us. Hi, everyone. Welcome. It's been such an interesting uh, weekend so far, and we're going to talk about some of the experiences we've had, and we also want to get some beautiful insight from all of your wise souls, and we're going to have a great discussion. Brian, how's your time been on the cruise so far? Relaxing. Not enlightening? Not, yeah, not enlightening. Because? I'm stubborn. <laughs> spiritually stubborn is that a should i make that a t-shirt yes i think you are spiritually stubborn <gasps> that's a great t-shirt let's yeah. do that yes do that and lisa how's your uh time been it's been fun it's been relaxing but it's been energetic 
the trip to the Mayan ruins was really great. I really loved that yesterday. It gave me a big boost of energy. And just seeing all these faces in front of me right now is really making me happy. <laughs> I can't believe all <laughs> you are here. It's so great. Well, speaking of the Mayan ruins, uh, many of us here in the room were uh, at the Mayan ruins in Tulum yesterday. And we had a very special experience. We had a group meditation. And we have Jason Layton here, who's been such an angel and help and assistance to us. He's been allowing us to record all the video and the audio for this entire conference, including this podcast. So, Jason, welcome to Enlighten Up. How are you? I'm very well. Very excited. And I feel very enlightened. I feel amazing. You feel the opposite of Brian. You guys. Yeah, I feel the opposite of Brian. I, feel so I didn't good. say I wasn't en enlightened. I just said I was spiritually stubborn. I'm pretty sure he said not enlightened. Yeah. Yeah. No, I said it. I said he's not enlightened. But he agreed. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> I just wanted you to know I have a lot of people here to back up, whether you said something or you didn't say something. So, Jason, how was your experience yesterday at the ruins? It was amazing. Um, just being with everybody and being with like-minded people in a location where the energy is so high, it was just phenomenal. And the meditation, I was buzzing. and I almost like fell over because I was like, in, like, just felt like I was floating in that meditation. It was amazing. It was so good. Well, you have some knowledge and wisdom on the stars and the ruins and how that, uh, different temples and how that all yeah. relates. Do you want to share with the audience? Uh, yeah, so first I have, have a lot of knowledge, but the wisdom is applying knowledge, right? So I'm working on the wisdom where I can apply this knowledge. Before we get started, I just want to show you guys a quick little glimpse of a star, right? This is uh, Sirius, right? This is, uh, I took this with my P900 uh, Nikon. So you can see it looks like a chakra spinning and it's vibrating. You can see the frequency, right? So you can match that frequency to a frequency of light and sound. So what the stars, what the stars are, are they're emitting energy into our reality, okay? So what the ancients knew, what our ancient ancestors knew, is how to access that vibrational frequency, that data, and they would put it into the buildings. Right, so they would build these buildings called um, archaeo astronomy. Right, so the temples that are around the whole entire world are made out of what? Stone, which is silicon, crystal. Right, so if you if you pull your cell phone apart, right, you have a silicon chip inside of it. Silicon chip is made out of what? Crystal. So we're still using quartz crystals, just like we did back in the day. Now inside of our technology, but we're using it a little bit differently. Right, so what they were using it for was to amplify our growth and spiritually and tapping into other realities and other dimensions um, of space and time. We're using it for uh, entertainment, right? We go on there, watch YouTube, listen to music, talk to each other. But we're just starting to move into a place where we're starting to awaken. We're starting to wake up now. The humanity is, we have descended down for 13,000 years and now we're starting the ascension process and we're just starting to wake up. So we're starting to remember how we can access these vibrational frequencies that the stars are omitting, right? Because if you look at the moon, right, you have a lunatic. So what's a lunatic? A person who goes a little crazy, right? But it's a lunar because it's the energy of the moon that's pulling on the emotions, the water within the individual, right? Just like the uh, moon pulls on the tides of the oceans, it pulls on the tides within us. So each planet, each star, each galaxy is emitting a vibrational frequency. And then once we can learn and remember how to tap into these frequencies, we can start utilizing it to manifest and bring individuals from other uh, realities into our presence and us moving into their presence. So when you listen to uh, Marina Jacoby later on, she's going to talk about 
parallel realities and all that good stuff. What we're talking about is vibrational shifts in frequency. So once we understand how to tap into this ancient knowledge of how to utilize the stars and the heavens as above, so below, we can really start making massive changes in our lives. And uh, so being in the ruins yesterday was, oh, it was so cool. It was so amazing to put my hands on the stone and just feel it like vibrating. It was, it was amazing. So if we had more advanced knowledge as to frequencies, either the frequency of that place, the Tulum, or the frequency of of the, the the full moon or the almost full moon at the time, could we have had a more enhanced experience or a better or different experience? Yeah, so we're going to have a more enhanced so we look at how our reality is created, right? We're, we're meant to come in as God consciousness and descend down in consciousness so that we can have contrast, we can have experience. So we're becoming masters of vibrations, really. This universe is one verse and multiverse. This universe is about vibrations and frequencies, right? So we want to master all the vibrations and frequencies that are within this realm. So as we descend down, we forget who we are. And as we ascend up, we remember who we are. So yes, once we start to remember in the awakening process, waking up, we're able to access those vibrational frequencies that are already there. So if you look at our cell phones, for instance, right? Someone developed a cell phone that we can talk wirelessly, but the frequencies that we're utilizing to talk wirelessly have always been there. We just needed the awareness of that frequency existing and then the technology to tap into that frequency. So once we're aware of the frequencies and the vibrations, then we can create the technology to tap into it. So if you look at someone who does toning, right? Toning is matching resonance, a vibration of frequency, and bringing that vibration of frequency into your reality. So we're, we're getting to the point where we're waking up to how to utilize our ancient technology, but it's really our new technology. Well, Brian, I mean, Brian's a skeptic of our show to help provide a more depth to the conversation, uh, sometimes add some humor. And you... Not that you're not interested in the stars and, and all of that. Um, I'm very drawn to yeah. the stars. But I know that when we've talked about astrology or anything like that, you've thought about it as kind of fringe, woo-woo. Don't get it. You don't get it. I don't, I don't understand the point of astrology. It's, it seems, from again, from my experience, if and I, and I know we've talked about this sometimes, if if I read something, you know, in the newspaper, you know, here's the, you know, here's your reading for this month, and I read every single sign, it's like they all apply to me. It's like so generic, and and I realize this is a part of part of the problem of the the the, the community is you've got you know something that's very legitimate and intimate and this is you know what lisa does with with her channeling of light language this is very specific this is for you versus this thing that i'm trying to put in the newspaper that's for everybody but that that piece that's available more more broadly to the public that's what the public is experiencing unfortunately for for the community of spiritual people and followers and doers and preachers what's available to me what i see on a day-to-day -day basis is garbage so you're saying that basically the real teachings and the real wisdom and knowledge is being kept 
not being kept purposely, although part of it is, um, <laughs> the, the access of, the ease of access to this knowledge to us is kept from us so that we don't really believe in it or we don't really connect with it in the way that it was meant to be connected with. Sure, sure. I, I, I think it's just, and, and you know, it's what, it, it's what I was thinking about when Jason was was speaking about that that vibration and and that energy and ascension and it's like for and I'm gonna you know call myself regular regular person you know for regular 3d people we it's it's not a part of our daily life we don't think about it I don't think about you know half the people not half the people 90% of the people that were at Tulum with us, they were just bouncing around taking selfies and, you know, okay, here's something old that somebody told me to go see and, you know, they're not, they're not connecting with the place. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't connect with the place, but I didn't try. And I, I, I want to think it's the easy, the easy way. And I, you know, anytime you want change, it's not easy. It's hard. And the easy thing to do to visit Tulum was to just go and, you know, Hey, I'm going to go look at old shit. And, and I love history. I'm, I'm, I'm a historian. I love connecting with my past. I love understanding my past. I think it teaches us about our future, but I don't think about this ancient past mm -hmm. that, that Jason's talking about. Um, where there was something purposefully done thousands and thousands of years ago and there was some sort of greater purpose and connection with this, it just seems to have been lost to time and there's a few enlightened souls that are, you know, asking that question, there's, there's something else here. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, and Lisa and I have talked about this, it's sometimes seems like a bother. It's like, why worry about it? Why do I have to worry about going somewhere else or ascending or thinking about 5D and I'm just enjoying my life? Jason, what is your response to that? Yeah, so first I want to start off by saying uh, the astrology in the paper, it's kind of a broad because they use uh, it's a technique where they're trying to give a sun sign, which is sun, your sun sign is a very small piece of who you are. There's so much to astrology, it's like, it's incredible how much there is. But really, our sun sign is only a small, tiny piece of who we are. And then they put a piece of uh, what they call cold reading inside of that astrology so that people can identify with it more than just their sun sign, right? So that's why it's so generic. You can read every sign and be like, I can find myself in every one of these signs. Of course you can, because that's cold reading. They, they, that's for entertainment. And the thing is, is, we're not raised today. We're indoctrinated into a system, a belief system, where... We're, we're taught to think and view things a certain way, and the things that are gonna, that are really going to take us to another level in our in our creativity and our existence, isn't in the forefront of our, you know, teaching or on our televisions. And I think they certainly don't want to put that type of information in the paper anyway, because the point is to keep us dummied down yeah. as well. So you know, if it is kind of silly and they all apply to everybody, that's just more proof on that side that, yeah, this doesn't really mean anything. Right. You're not connected. But, and I think this is incredibly ironic, and I know we've talked about the church on the show before, most of the people on the planet 
go to some sort of organized religion. So there is theoretically access to what we're, this is what the church should be talking about, is what I think a lot of the people in this room think about and believe, but it's not. It's not that it's misguided because some of the message is beautiful and right. And, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard people, you know, on the cruise use, use that term. Um, you know, I think Jessica in the opening, in the opening, you know, prayer or meditation, you know, said, you know, whatever you call it, God, source, creator, you know, I mean, and these are, these are words that you hear in organized religion and it completely misses the mark. And it's not, it's not, they use the word ascension, but it's not the type of ascension you're talking about. Right. Well, when you look at the religion, right, really religion is actually based as above, so below. So they're really uh, allegories and, and metaphors for the stars. When you really look back into ancient technology and ancient scripts, every single religion is talking about the same exact thing in their own terminology. But what they're talking about is the stars. Right. And then they put, uh, you know, you have the allegories of the constellations and where they come from, what they are. But what they are is vibrational frequencies. And then they put them into stories so that people can remember them. And then over time, they became what it is today. And then and then control came in and they kind of stripped away the, the, the innocence and, and the power. And they kind of put in a control system. But it's all done by design because who you are, you are a spark of divinity. Right. You're here to have this experience. So how do you take a being who knows all that is all? into the depths of complete unconsciousness to so the program and that program is what we call the matrix right so as we descend down in consciousness meaning forgetting who we are every step of the way our civilization becomes uh so you have atlantis atlantis fell right so atlantis was a very high civilization atlantis fell then you had the greeks and you had the romans you have all these civilizations coming in and they're all falling because they're descending in consciousness and then you get into the dark ages when you look at the dark ages and what was happening in the dark ages we were completely just I had no idea who we were. We were dense. You ever call somebody dense? Like, hey, that person's dense. What does that mean? They're dense in consciousness, right? They're dense in, in awareness. So as we descend it down, we forgot who we are. But astrology is the foundation. It really is the foundation of who you are. Now, I was just like you. Like, I was, I was, I was like, astrology is baloney. How long ago? Uh, five years ago. Okay. Okay. So I was like baloney. Then my my wife gives me this book, uh, this astrology book, and I started reading it. I'm like. Holy shit! Like this is. You can you can, <laughs> you can all freely okay. express yourself so, here. Like, Holy shit! Like this is my inner processing of who I am. Like I'm always seeking truth. I'm always seeking knowledge. I'm always looking for higher realities, right? And that is the basis of the Sagittarian. And then when I started really getting into astrology and my chart, and I'm like, wow, this is like my inner working. So what's happening here? So what astrology is is who you are is just awareness, right? So when you're in your dream, what are you doing? You're aware of your experience. When you, when you leave your body and you go into another existence, into heaven, wherever you're going, all you are is awareness. When you're here, all you are is awareness. But when you come into this matrix, right, the stars have vibrational frequencies that hold the construct of what a Sagittarian is. So when I'm born at that time, my chakras that are magnetically aligned to the stars around me, and that gives me my perception. So then I put on these pair of glasses that's called Sagittarius or Sagittarian, and I see my view through a Sagittarian point of view. But my view is my awareness and my perception is how I'm viewing the reality, okay? So we can both look at that and have different ideas of what it is. But we're both obviously aware of it, but your perception is based on your star chart. 
it's based on how the stars were aligned because we're talking about vibrational frequencies. Everything here is a vibrational frequency. It's not about condensed reality. The dense Newtonian physics is going to be a way of the past very soon because that's an old ideology. It's, it's an old idea where we're moving into quantum physics now where everything is a wave of possibilities and the wave collapses into a particle once the awareness, where we are, views it. And it's through our view, our perception comes from the star chart in this reality. That's very cool. Um, Jason's going to be on our podcast in a, in a few weeks. Uh, we're going to have you on. What, what course are you working on right now? Uh, it's, it's called The Soul's Dream. And uh, I've been working on it for 25 years. And um, I've been kind of like wanting to put it out there, but not wanting to because I uh, have a family. You know, I was raising my boys and, you know, they had to get to a point where they're old enough where my wife and I can travel and they can do what they have to do. So I've been holding off on releasing it and um, I got it all together. We're going to be releasing it in uh, March on the new moon on March 4th. Um, but what it's about is our ancient technology and how it moves into how we can utilize that vibrational frequencies and understanding who and what we are. So the, the tag phrase is understanding who and what you are where you are and where you're headed because if you want to get back to where you come from you have to know the address so if you don't know where you came from or who you are how are you getting home so that the, the foundation is understand where you came from understand who you are and then start accessing your god-given gifts because each one of us have them once you start accessing these gifts we can then start the what is called ascension is more just awakening and blossoming into our true reality um you know, okay. <laughs> Here we go. I'm just gonna. We, we've so we've got a lot of people in the audience that I, I that I know listen to the podcast, and um, and I, I know that we've got some new people that we've met on the cruise that don't necessarily uh, listen to what we talk about on the podcast, and. I'm going to just throw this out to, to anyone in the audience and, you know, as many answers as, as, as we can get, that's, that's great. Um, for somebody like me that you know in your life, somebody that is either firmly... Spiritually stubborn. Spiritually stubborn, firmly rooted in 3D, um, you know, my somebody like my parents that are, you know, maybe even more firmly rooted in 3D, what would you... Tell me what would be your advice to me as a first step, a very easy step to move towards 5D. Jeremy. I would honestly tell you to continue doing what you're doing, actually. Um, continue to ask questions and to question um, the system, basically. And... Uh, you know, if the, if the something comes up and it's new to you, like questioning horoscopes, and because it's going to make you want to dive deeper into that potentially, and even if it doesn't, it's going to lead you down another path to open your eyes up to new things. Because every time you question, you have to search for the answer, and then when you get the answer, then it opens your eyes and opens your perception up. So I, I think the definition of being spiritual is to be a skeptic, and so. It's because you have to continue asking the questions. If you stop asking the questions and you think you've arrived at all the answers, then you're not, you're probably not practicing good spirituality. And that's what's happening. What you were talking about earlier with the horoscopes, people are very 
ungrounded in their perceptions and they're they're just taking things at face value of what other people are telling them and they're not having the true work or experience of spirituality which is digging in deeper and asking the questions and getting the answers for themselves not from other people so that's what i would tell you wow i'm on the path <laughs> hi everybody my name is tree um i think that you need to consider also studying like ancient history ancient history like thor and and you know these gods that they talked about were actually the planets the planets are alive you have to realize that also they talk to each other they communicate and and another thing that you have to realize about horoscopes is it isn't just this little snippet of i was born on this day you have to go to the time that you were born you know what was going on you know in the skies where everything was positioned at the time and all that stuff influences you so you're just hitting like the surface when you're going to the newspaper all the time and saying okay i'm reading this snippet and, and of course you know this applies to like everybody but if you go more in depth in it then you, you realize there's so much more to it you know if 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 you add you know like ancient history and realizing that the planets are alive and that they do influence you at your birth. And the other weird thing about it is too is like women are always told, okay, your child is going to be born in such and such a month. Okay? So you have an expectation. What happened? I was born like a month late. So I was supposed to be, you know, like under another sign, but I was born a Sagittarius. So that even has something to do with my readings. You know, it's like even though I was supposed to be born, you know, like in November, I waited until December the 12th to come. So everything that um was going on in the skies and influencing my birth was was totally different than what was supposed to be. And one famous astrologer told me, it is what it is. Yeah, supposed to be is to the perceived person believing that that was supposed to be your date of birth. Um, Michelle, did you have something you wanted to say? I saw you looking back. No? I was just going to say pick up a book on astrology and just read it even though you have this, you know, none of us learns how to be a chef without having to really get our hands dirty and it's the same with astrology or any other subject a lot of times we have skepticism just because we haven't gone deep enough thank you and so um jason if people want to sign up for your course do you have anywhere that they can go to or at least to learn more about it yes it's uh they can go to the soulsdream.com and right so it's been 25 years and an amazing amount of hours to put this in together i mean it's been it was crazy how long it took me but I feel that this information is so important to all of humanity that I was going to charge $500, right? And I'm like, well, some people can't afford $500. And I think that for, for me, I think the greatest reward that I can get from this is humanity awakening, right? It's, it's shifting the collective consciousness in a, in a small amount, right? So if you look at the uh, Maharishi Mahiyoshi effect, right? It's only 1%. So we can shift the, the critical mass within the collective consciousness. That's where the rewards come in, right? So I'm offering it to everyone free, absolutely free. So I think everyone should have access to this information because oh. it's that important. That's amazing. Yeah, and on top of that, I'm, I'm going to create a community, right? So every week I'm going to have 
Q&A for people who finish uh, the lessons between one and four. That'll be, um, there'll be a Q&A for that. And then for people who complete the whole course, they'll get an invitation for the Q&A for that. So I want to get an ongoing community where we're getting together every week and we're sharing and we're communicating and we're building something. You know, it's not just, just talking about something. Knowledge is great, but wisdom is where it's at. It's about applying what we know. And that's where it really comes in. And I think if we start feeding off each other and growing with each other, we're going to really create that 1% and, and shift. And do you um, have an email address that people can get yeah, more information or a website? Jason at thesoulsdream.com. Jason at thesoulsdream.com. Yeah. Yeah. I might actually download it. Wow. <laughs> well, I didn't say I'd read it. <laughs> well, it's, I it's mean, all, it's all video I'm one step, it's all step part, one. It's all part of the process. It's all video presentations. You can sit there and watch it. You're going to read nothing. You're going to sit back and, <laughs> and enjoy it and watch it. Nice. But I go deep into it. If you love history, you're going to love what I put together in my lesson two. It's called um, Understanding Time and the Meaning of Ascension. You're going to love that because it really breaks down history, the history that we think we know and the history that we have forgotten. I'm, I'm intrigued. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Jason. Thank you for having me. Thank guys. you for being it's on. A thank you very much. All right. So um, we have a very young body in uh, the audience, Garen. We'd love for you to uh, come on up and uh, or pass him the mic. Here, you can give him. Come on up. Yeah, come, come sit here. So, Garen, tell the audience uh, how old you are. Uh, I'm 16 years old. I it's, it's not on, but I turned 17 March 4th, and I've been very spiritual for the past year and a half. About how did you get into your spiritual journey? I was raised in Hawaii, so it's part of the culture there. And when I was I, when I was younger, I she would she went through her awakening. My she mom, is your mom. Yep, and she was explaining to me chakras and different things like that and I understood it I just didn't I wasn't driven to seek more of it for a while and then after about I guess uh, 10 years after later I decided that I wanted to go back into it and I realized how many different things were happening perceptually to me and I didn't understand and then I wanted to understand it more so I dug deeper and started asking asking my intuition things and getting answers that's amazing so one of the things that happens is we're all familiar with as you start to awaken and you start to come into your awareness that it becomes a struggle with the people around you who aren't as aware as you and when you're older it's it's an it's an interesting journey but you know many of us haven't had that experience um in our teens so what has been your experience with your friends and people around your age waking up? At first, I was expecting that they were going to look at me like a lunatic. But then I found out that they were kind of like me, just not to the extent that I have. Uh, I didn't. They didn't dive as deep as I did, but they were spiritual themselves. I have a group of four or five friends that all meditate, and we all meditate together sometimes. And they know about certain things that I know, and it just... After a while, they had that, that separation I spoke of earlier, the uh, not wanting to continue through because it just felt like it, it was a wall. So that's interesting. So there's a threshold that people reach where they either really want to move forward or it kind of scares them and they stop moving in the direction that they've been moving. Have some of your friends 
have, okay, has, has there been a pause or have they regressed because they got so scared? It's either a pause in, in certain instances or they have, uh, like you said, a digre- it's, they have one foot in their one world and one foot in the other and they choose to go back to what's comfortable because the ego doesn't want to die. That's true. Lisa? The ego doesn't want the to ego die. ego doesn't want to die. I love that. I experienced that. I went through the same thing that you did when I was 16, but that was a really long time ago, and there just wasn't as much support for me back then. It was with, I was introduced to the Course in Miracles, and, you but, know, I But just, that was from your father, so right. similar, intro, an introduction yeah. by yeah. a parent. Right, exactly. It was from my father, but, you know, I went back into that 3D, but you can never really go all the way back. I mean, once you've been exposed to these ideas, you know, it. I carried it with me, but I just didn't continue to delve into it as I would have probably if I didn't. I don't know if it was got scared or, you know, just didn't feel like that was the path for me maybe at the time. You know, it's hard to say why things happen, but um, I think it's really interesting that you talk about this threshold because I think a lot of people go through that. And I know we did a workshop here on the cruise about relationships and, you know, one partner going through an awakening and the other one not. And, and how difficult that is. And I think sometimes you can get swayed by your family or your spouse away from these sort of things because it is about the ego's terrified. The ego is terrified that it's going to die and and you start just going back to what's comfortable. So you really have to just continue to forge forward. And I think having groups like this, being able to, I know my sister is here and she was saying that she loves being around, you know, these like-minded people and you get so much energy and we learn so many things from each other. So you have to make sure you're exposing yourself to like-minded people. If you're at that threshold where you're kind of scared and you're not sure, go seek out people who who have similar interests in you that, yeah. that you do. Garen, what has been your experience um, at the conference with everyone? Large amount of community, it seems. It's... I haven't met any of these people before, but I, uh, the first time I looked at all their faces, I'm, I look and I'm like, I know their face, but I don't know them as themselves. And it's just, I, there's such a familiarity. I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. So it's in a sense of you don't know them as who they are here, but who they are in a whole. I don't know their ego, but I know that I know something deeper. Very Or a deeper part of me knows their deeper part. Or higher self, should I say. Yeah, I think on a, another level, we're all, I mean, this was divinely orchestrated, all of these souls being here together at this time on this journey. So, And what are some of the questions? Because it sounds to me like you're um, possibly like a teacher for your friends right now, that they're looking to you for some of the answers because you've taken the initiative to go deeper. What are some of the questions you're getting from your friends um, at this age? They ask me a lot about uh, synchronicity and different things like that because I told, I explained to them my process of every morning I wake up, I visualize certain key events that I want to have happen in my day. And usually 90% of the time it happens the exact way I visualize it. And I've been showing them they have power over circumstances depending on their focus. And that's what the human mind slash heart is for. You're supposed to focus. And with that, you can really have a change in every single amount, every single experience that your attention gets drawn to is literally your own belief system kind of getting 
proven if you know that you can use beliefs as tools and, and to, to prove you things so you can continue and go more and more and more. Yeah. Brian, what are your thoughts listening to such a wise person? I, I can't imagine thinking that way when I was 16. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's incredible. Um, you know, my, my journey was, was, was very different when, when I was, was younger. Um, but, but also very similar. Um, you know, I was, I was very, um, churchy when I, when I was his age. I, uh, my, my dad studied to be a minister and he was always very involved in the, the church and, I always went to the church and did, you know, all the churchy things and um but I I never went deeper. I never you know, and 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 I'm just I'm just looking at who I am now. I go deep into into a lot of things, but not myself. And I I think it's an interesting um it's an interesting realization for me to think about that I've never really put the focus on the inside of, of who I am until, you know, until now and, and to be, and to be able to think that you, you know, you're, you're starting that journey now, you know, looking inward at such a young age is going to open up so much for you. Um, as as you get older and you and you progress through the through the through the world, but time is a construct of our mind, so all is not lost. There is hope. <laughs> I th I think it's I just love what you said about focusing on, on the morning how you want your day to go, and then ninety percent of the time it comes out that way. But we're all we're doing that, like you said already without actually thinking about it it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy because of your beliefs and who you think you are or what situation you think you're in you you think it's happening to you and you don't even realize that you're creating it on this moment to moment basis i mean i think to me that's awakening when you start to realize which is kind of what happened to me when i read the course of miracles when i was 16 i realized wow this isn't even real like this is that this isn't reality you know this can change just by the way i think about it how i choose to look at it this is based on my beliefs and once you eat that pill like there's no going back it's just like how deep do you want to go and i think it's scary at some point it's a little bit scary to know that you have that much control and that scares the hell out of the ego because it's like, oh, I'm just going to poof and go away once they figure this one out. Now, <laughs> you know, so it's just really scary. Now, now I know the fans of our show are probably going to laugh, especially Nicole's going to laugh. But, I, you know, I, I do actually try things. I, uh, I, I recently have been trying to manifest um, something in, into, into my life. You know, my, my way, you know, probably not the, the normal way. Um, or whatever. I don't know if there is a normal way, but I've, I've been, I've been, you know, intentionally trying to, to, uh, to manifest, um, change. And you're, you're doing it. And there is no specific way to do it. You have to find a way that works for you. What I use Photoshop. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I said, I said I use Photoshop. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm manifesting 
Um, so so a, a, a big part of my life right now uh, is is my my new company and the app that we're developing. And this year is going to be a big change. We we've gotten a lot of great feedback from people, and we've you know I mean you know even from from light language and I mean there's there's so much so many outward outside people you know have said I see I see great things for you, um, but the reality of something like this is raising money, and for an app it's raising money with two commas in it. So I took a screenshot of uh, of my business bank bank account on my phone and I photoshopped. It does not have two commas in it. It which currently. does not currently have two commas in the bank bank account and I photoshopped a 5 million dollar deposit. Uh, you know, so I can look at that every every day. I can I can I can go to my screen, it just looks like I'm looking at my bank online and I can visualize and say, "Oh, on June 1st, we got a 5 million dollar deposit." And it shows it shows the balance, and you know I'm just trying to to I I believe in it, but it was like a physical manifestation of seeing it, because to me, and I know we've we've joked about it, me being from the show me state, but seeing is believing to me. Well, no, you brought it into the physical reality that way. You know, you brought it from the in the mind, and now you can physically see it in your world. Right. That's that important. actually is a technique. Yeah, that is. A technique. That actually is. A June 1st. <laughs> June 1st. I did this year, June 1st, 2019. Awesome. 10 a.m. Oh, well, there you go. Getting down to the time. Wow. Yes, the next cruise is on, Brian. <laughs> I, now, I now I did say so, you know, it, it's interesting because we're Enlighten Up has grown, I think, I think beyond what, what a lot of us hoped. And, and we, we've talked internally. I don't know if we've ever said this. To our to our listening audience, when when we started in May of 2017, um, I was I was not a regular uh, co-host at at the time. You weren't even Lisa's boyfriend yet. I was not. No, we had just, yeah, we had not even gone on our first date. But it was getting close to May of 2018, so a year into the podcast, and we were talking about you wanted to go to Mexico to celebrate. We're almost at. 1,000 subscribers. What? It was like this big... Then. Yes. yes. In yes, May then. of... Uh, so it took a year. So we were getting ready to to almost celebrate a year anniversary of doing the podcast and having 1,000 subscribers. And wow, how cool is that? Before we could ever plan it, within two more months, it went to 3,000. And then we're almost at 10,000 subscribers. We're past 10,000 subscribers. In, in, in a year and a half. Um, <laughs> it's... It's been such a cool journey to see and lighten up become this legitimate, you know, force in this in this world that people actually tune in and listen to and and talk about. And and we're, you know, getting to that point of maybe, uh, you know, having having sponsors. And so this is a long answer to question. Absolutely, Blue Dot is going to be a, a, sponsor, a sponsor of, of our next up. event. Wow! If anyone wants to donate to our podcast, you know, <laughs> feel free. Um, so before we let you go, Garen, I'd love to know since you have so much um, interesting insight, is there anything you'd like to impart on our audience and everyone here? Some of the wisdom that you feel is so pertinent in your life right now. Don't believe that trying is doing because. It, believing that you're trying something itself is acknowledging the fact that 
you're not succeeding you're attempting so you have to immerse yourself fully in it and have complete and utter trust in the universe and allow it to set out and just almost forget about it until it comes back because the moment you have doubt or anything negative it cancels it out and you need to have positive again and um wow wait he's 16 <laughs> i know, I know it's, <laughs> my head is just buzzing right now i'm blown away yeah yeah exactly exactly his soul is an ancient ancient soul for example you want to learn about uh some sort of medicine throughout your day you might see more in the things that draw your attention so just take control of that focus and know whatever you're experiencing right now is from a past vibration that you're sending out so you're not experiencing what you are right now you're experiencing what you were so with that always keep in mind that your mind can be different than your experience and it's just about keeping that that foundation positive i guess Brian's mind blown right now. That's a really, really great point, though, because I think people get tripped up on, in fact, a friend of mine, you know, we started talking about this, and she's like, oh, I'm going to try, you know, this positive thinking, manifesting stuff, and then she told me about this just awful experience she had, like, in the airport with lost luggage, and just, and she's like, yeah, it doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute, you gave it, like, 24 hours. Like, I just think your point is true, like, the past You've got to let it kind of clean up, you know, get that vibration. What well, absolutely sync. speaks to that question I was asking earlier. You know, how do how do you for somebody like me, how do you get into that first that first step? And 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 it's it's not a short, you know, it's like, okay, I'm gonna try manifesting. It's like, oh well, it didn't work. It was like, how long did you try? Well, I, you know, it was like two hours and I was like, I really wanted it and it didn't happen. <laughs> yes, Teresa. I think what um, he's trying to explain is that words create. So when you say the word try, it's not going to work. It's not so in when, the now. Yeah. When you're manifesting, you have to be exact. And and also, you, um, when you're focusing and manifesting, the focus is, is important. And also intense. So there's so many things when you are manifesting that you have to remember and your words you have to remember create so be careful what you're speaking when you're manifesting yes words carry a vibration and yes frequency. the collective as well you can tether your specific manifestations to a part of the collective uh, to to make the collective improve as well as yourself so it's not limited to the ego i you're trying to improve everybody, and with that, it, yeah, it, you know, when you help people, it, it you kind of get more help yourself. It's that sort of thing. So it just pushes with so much more momentum when you have a outlook on we instead of I. Yeah, that what you do for yourself, you're helping others, and that's what others are doing are helping you. Yeah, we're all connected. Well, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank Karen. you for letting me join. To have you on. Your, wow. your, your mother Jason. should be very proud. Michelle, you should be very proud. Yeah, very proud. You guys have done a great job. Jason wants to add a comment. It's yeah, not Jason, too late. go ahead. Never too late. Never too late. So talking about language, two most important words we will ever say is I am. Because I am is the present moment, right? So you say I am, 
what you put after that is your desire, right? But it's always putting it in the present. So I is the awareness, and is the subconscious mind. Once it's implanted into your subconscious, it becomes an experience in your world continuously. But they say it takes, if you want to create a habit, it takes 28 days, right, to create a habit, meaning you're repeating, 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 repeating. But once you get something into the subconscious mind, it doesn't leave, right, unless you override it or change it. But I am is the process of your conscious mind and subconscious mind coming together and always talk in the present tense now. I am. So trying, like uh, you were saying, is is future. Um, I'm going to get there one day. I'm going to try and try and try. But I am that now. Even if it's not happening now, once you start programming the subconscious, subconscious goes, wait, it's, it's not happening. This has to happen. So it finds a way to bring it into your reality. Catches up. So I am trying to lose five pounds versus I have lost five pounds. I have lost, or I, you know, if if if, if that's if that's what you're trying to do. Yes. I am yeah. the perfect weight. Oh, yeah. interesting. Or say you want to say you're 185 pounds. You want to be 180. You say I am 180 pounds. That way you just get there. You're there. Right on. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. You want to say no? Share more. Share more. Go ahead. So I am is like you said the most powerful two words you can have. So. I did an exercise a couple months back where I wrote down what I am means to me. And I, I put I am, and then I wrote an entire sheet of paper of just a bunch of different affirmations. And every single time that I had a negative thought or doubt, in, say in school or wherever I was at, I'd get up, go to the bathroom, and read it four times. And it would just flood my mind with what I wanted to focus on. And with that, every time I said I am, and I wasn't looking at the sheet of paper, all of the paper would flood into my mind and I'd have that just pop up so I know to focus on that. And you could do that for anything. It's kind of like a focus paper. A focus paper. The Love I, it. I called it my I am proclamation, something like that. I am proclamation. There you go. That's a great tool to use. Thank you for sharing that with everyone. Well, who had a We have a question here from Michael. Well, it, was, it wasn't a question, but um, in, the, in the NLP world, Neuro Linguistic Programming, the word try presupposes failure. And so they say, take that out of your, ah, your language. And okay. then the other comment I had is uh, there was a scientist that walked among us who was a genius, and his name was Sir Isaac Newton. And he was a big shot that he had to hide um, about astrology. He studied it. He knew it. He wrote things about it. Huge, huge astrologist. But because of the church's influence, he couldn't tell anybody and they found all these books that he'd wrote and stuff. So uh, he, he really believed in it. And um, it's kind of interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, we have a podcast listener in the audience that we're going to bring up right now. Michelle, why don't you come on up and take the hot seat? Because I know the hot seat's burning to have your butt in there. That's where I like to be, Nicole. All right. So, Michelle, you and I have known each other for almost a year now, and you've been listening to our podcast religiously. Yes, we listen to all of them. Now, this is my turn. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like the water outside. Yeah. So, um, you've had, you've listened to Brian's journey and uh, his evolution or de-evolution. <laughs> Can I start at Michael's? Oh, yeah. Yep. Start with Michael. Michael's not here anymore, um, but he's still in our heart. So yeah. why don't you uh, talk about Michael? Well, first, I want to say um, I found Nicole through N5D, 
and then I followed her to her website, and that's where I found Enlighten Up. But um, Enlighten Up's really helped my life a lot, all your guests. And I started probably episode five or six with Michael, and um, I went back and listened to the ones I missed. And Michael was a good skeptic at that point, but then Michael changed. Michael became softer and softer and then started believing, and his dreams were fantastic, and I loved listening to those. And then you brought on, well, Brian was a guest a couple times. And I thought, what an asshole. <laughs> and I had a friend of mine listen, and they go, how the heck did Lisa marry Brian? He's an asshole. <laughs> You're not making any friends. <laughs> no, but he's, a, he, he's okay. He's okay. That's where I want to go. Well, he came in when Michael got less skeptical. Yes. And he took over. And in the beginning, you were like an attorney grilling somebody on the stand. And I was thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> and as we've gone through it, you're more questioning softer. You're not grilling them anymore. And it's like you're listening to what they're saying and taking it in. And you are changing. You're evolving. And I think your first step was meeting Lisa. And I think she's been very good for you. Absolutely. And She's taking you a long way, and you get, might get replaced soon. <laughs> not, I, not in Lisa's. Only hope. Uh, not, in Le not, no, in Lisa's, not in Lisa's, no, but in the podcast. You, and, yeah, you are, and you're not an asshole anymore. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and I want that 8 by 10 signed. <laughs> Realize that I took, I'm taking that same journey with you because there was always something. I had the questioning behind me. And I'm involving with you in your steps. I just noticed that. Thank you for being there and asking those questions. Yeah. yeah. yeah Thank it's you. Important, huh? It's very it's important. Yeah. Because everyone's at different stages of the journey. And it's important that, at least on our podcast, that we have those voices heard through different people on the podcast. Because you know, not everyone's at the place where, say, I'm at or where Lisa's at. And it's important that when people are coming in new to this, that they feel supported from where they're at as well. Otherwise, they're just going to drop off and we're going to lose them. And that's not what we want. We want to assist people from any place in the journey that they're at. So, Brian, you have been evolving. I, I, yeah. It's, it's been an interesting journey to, to come on board and be a skeptic and play a role. And I, and I do realize that, and, and sometimes, sometimes it's harder to remember. And I, and I still try to, to think back, not to, not to be whatever you said I was, because I'm, <laughs> I'm not. Um, the hole in the butt. But, but I realized I had a role to play, and that was one, actually one thing that that we had talked about in, in in terms of my joining the podcast was not necessarily to be myself, mm -hmm. but to be this other person, to be the skeptic, to ask the hard questions, um, because if everybody's like minded. You're not having, you're not getting that other side, or you're not having that full dialogue, that chance to really dissect the subject matter. So um, sometimes I'm better at it. Sometimes I remember. Um, there are certain guests we have that are, gosh, they're just so smart and um, they're very well studied in their uh, in their subject matter, and it's it's. It's hard to dispute what they're saying, and and even for me to, to to have great questions 
to, to ask. So I, I, I try to remember, I will, I will continue to try to remember, even as I evolve and go down, go down the road to, uh, to, you know, I'll try to remember to, to do my, my, my role is to ask questions. Well, and he just, you know, you've always got to have a villain on the show, right? And then, uh, just makes Lisa and I look so much better. <laughs> but your way, your way of questioning has changed. Yeah, it's. I agree. I know, there was I one agree. guest. I don't re- remember her name. Uh, oh, Jessica Alstrom. Jessica Alstrom. Yes, like she took offense when you were questioning her. She oh, came. Oh, right that, that was Michael. No, that was Michael. Oh, Michael. That was okay. Michael. Yeah, Somebody. no, Brian was actually really good okay. with her. It was Michael who was really uh, aggressive with that her. That was one of his okay. last shows. That was but like, yeah, yeah, time to go. <laughs> that was his last show. Yeah, that was his last show. But even your questioning has come more about a place of curiosity than a place of I don't know what the word I want to say is. A place of what? Defense. defense. Yeah, you're not making defense of your back being curious. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that, I think that's, I think that's a good point because, and I, and I think that's, this is intriguing to me. This, you know, I mean, I, being married to Lisa, and, and seeing her journey, and I mean, even, you know, our first date, when she started channeling light language. For, for a skeptic, for somebody that doesn't understand this fully and the depth and the breadth of, of how a lot of you probably are on your day-to-day life, to see her channel light language, it, I can't dispute it. I can't say you're faking it. Now, I, I can look in the community and see, oh, well, that person, that's fake, or you can't do that. You know, you, we, we were talking the other day. You saw an ad the other day of learn to speak light language. Marcus, you mentioned it, the, you know, last night, learn to speak light language. You can't learn to speak light language. It's it's something that's channeled. And, you know, so, so you know, there is some sort of fakery in the world. And for a skeptic that understands that, and that's what we hang our skeptic hat on, is this is BS. And for me to be married to somebody where this is absolutely not BS, this is completely le- legitimate, this channeling, what she's doing, I ha- of course my eyes are going to be opened. I am going to disagree with you, Sir Brian, that you absolutely can learn how to channel light language. And there are, we had a guest on, Jamie Price, who teaches people how right. to channel light language. You can teach someone who's never known how to cook how to cook. So you can teach someone how to channel light language. It's something that's in us all. There's a certain ability. Some of us are just naturally better at it, um, or the gifts have we've chosen for those gifts to be accessible at some point. Um, channeling is just about letting go. It's about allowing something to flow through you. And that could be light language. It could be a message. It could be audience. It could be visual. It could be anything. And I think... It's hard to know, though, who is, but there are fakes out there. There are people who are trying to pull the wool over your eyes. And so, and that's within any community. That's within the medical community. That's within the right. legal community. That It's in any industry. So you have to have the power of discernment to be able to figure out what is true and what is not for you, what resonates, what doesn't resonate. And as you pay attention to that soul language within yourself, you, your own internal BS meter gets stronger and stronger. Right, and, and, I, and I agree. You probably can learn to channel. But I, I was referring to the, the ads that say learn to speak light language, not learn to channel light language. Because 
I see those as two I think completely it's just, different things. And they may be the same, but I think it's just misleading. Like, we can teach you how to, you know, it's like anything that they say that they can teach you to do. But, you, yeah, you can. You put enough energy, you can learn um, remote viewing or astral projection or, you know, automatic writing or all those things. And those yes. were some of the, I mean, we've had a couple of guests that have talked about that. That, to me, is what fascinates me the most. Um, especially the when I look at Now, there's, there's the doing and then there's the, you know, like, that would be really cool. Have I tried to do anything towards remote viewing? No. Wow, that would be so, I think that would be the coolest thing ever in the history of my life. Would everyone like Brian to put a um, a timestamp on maybe him trying remote? No, you can't. Wait, you just set him up for failure. You said trying. Well, I am remote decided. viewing. I am remote viewing. I am a remote viewer. Why don't you choose a time frame of when you would? I'll do it with you. Go. Okay. We can go. I mean, if it's the one thing you're most intrigued about. It's, it's, it, because it has to do with history. I could travel back in time and see something historical, and that intrigues me so much. Uh, yeah, I would. Well, put your money where your mouth is. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when Brian starts remote viewing, we definitely need a new skeptic. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna put it into action now. I would the tip of my tongue. I was about to say I will try. We're and gonna know. Well, no, and then I, I, that that's why I paused because I was about to say I will try, and I was like, well, I can't say that because we just learned how I can't. We're not. I'm, I yeah. shouldn't say that. Yeah. So I think starting off with a book on remote viewing might be a good place for you to. Yeah, actually, in the first guest we had mentioned the book and John Mathis. Yeah, he mentioned yep. he mentioned what book was written. It was and it was written. I want to remember. He said it was a hundred year old or a thousand. Or it was it was a very ancient tome of how to how to remote view. And I'm gonna buy you your first remote viewing book. Well, I'll tell you if you go to our website and you go to our guest page to John Mathis. If you click him on, on him, you can direct you right to the web, the podcast he was on. Or you can just listen. Or to the you can go to his again. website too. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It'll direct you to the episode and to his website. Yeah. I I, I want to give props to my wife because Not she has nice. put a lot of time and effort into redesigning our website. So if if you're new to the the podcast, especially some of the people that we're meeting here on the the, the cruise, check out the website enlightenup.us. Um, because it's 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 organized in a way to be able to find past guests, or if you're like me and you want to find out about one of our one of our past shows, I can go to the website and figure it out. Yeah. Well, does any of our uh, audience members have anything that they'd like to share right now? Is there any yes. insight or experiences, Robbie? I started my journey, um, I guess, about ten years ago. I'm married to an electrical engineer, so you want to talk about having a skeptic 24 <laughs> 7, uh, yeah, who understands physics and would tell me, no, it can't work that way. So he actually made me dig deeper and come back with, but wait, there's quantum physics. And so slowly, as he questioned what I was telling him and making me go do the research, because he's a busy guy. 
But then he would listen to the explanations, and he's like, uh, yeah, oh, uh, all right, yeah, I understand that. And now he's at the point that he does mantras, and he does distance healings on people, and somebody who was so grounded in science and what is here and now, and uh, it's completely changed him. That's wow. cool. Thank you for sharing that with us, And Robbie. it didn't take 10 years. Oh, that, <laughs> even better. <laughs> Andrew, we'll take a question for, or a comment from Andrew. I think perhaps one of the uh, best ways to elevate consciousness and such, just be one with nature. I tried to do that, and I just sat there by the creek, and then it wasn't boring thought it would be just sitting there but it isn't it's anything but boring just sitting in nature and letting the information come into you and uh letting it work its miracles and you get answers that you uh never thought you'd get they just come to you better than any drug better than any uh and probably one of the best healings out there you can get so uh even in the winter time walk through a snowstorm the crystals uh of the snow can uh can do some great wonders on you so um Nature is the key, I think. Thank you. That's true. And Great going advice. into nature allows you connect to connect with the frequency of um, everything that was in existence as it was meant to be. And that allows you to be realigned with yourself and how you were meant to be um, before all of this programming came into place and totally took us out of our alignment. Uh, does anyone else have anything they'd like to share? Okay, well, thank you so much for being a part of this first interactive Enlighten Up Dot Us uh, podcast. This has been a lot of fun. And oh, yeah, sure, Michelle. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. When I listen to the podcast, I can feel Brian's love for Lisa, and she's a lucky woman. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Aww. He does a lot for me too. He keeps me grounded with the perfect balance. So, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. So, um, well, we're thinking of doing an Enlighten Up conference in the probably next year sometime. So stay tuned for that. We're going to have uh, hopefully different guests who've been on the show. And of course, now that you've all been here, you've been guests on our show. So I hope you all uh, will join us and we'll uh, be keeping you updated on that. We're going to have Jason back on the show in a couple of weeks. And uh Next week, we have Jessica Alstrom joining us again. So she's going to be giving us all of her very smart wisdom and insight to share with you guys all. So thank you so much for being here. If you need any more information, of course, we'll go visit our website, enlightenup.us. And please follow us on all social media. Lisa's doing a great job with our Instagram and all that. And we're going to try to eventually, our goal is to go, we don't want, you don't want to go live? Oh, yes. Oh, right. try. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Yes. So we are going live soon. Soon. I don't know the time frame, but we're, we're working on that. We are live. We are live. <laughs> we are live. Coming live. Yeah, so we can have a chat where you guys can interact with us on the show and be a part of it in real time. So thank you so much, everyone. We'll be back with you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.